Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And today, we have a special guest. Um, he's a person that I don't even remember how him and his wife came into my life, but it was one of those things that, as all of you know, I stress integration so much. It was probably like our third episode, and it's one of those things that, as this market of working with plant medicines and psychedelics, continues to blossom and grow, this is another market within this industry that requires this a lot. And when he and his wife came to me, they were offering and they offer integration uh, for retreats for people where they go through all of it. And it's one of those things that I'm so grateful for him, his business, what his wife is doing, because we need more people like that, that focus in that and brings us that to the space. I personally have spent time for myself learning about integration, but it's something that I've learned myself. And I think that it's time for people to be educated by people that make their life work this. And they have made their life work integration to help people how to integrate, to give the tools, the information. So with Feather, Feather, do uh, Pascal, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. Where are you calling us from today? Just curious. I'm calling from beautiful Bali, where we moved two months ago uh, from Canada. And that by itself was a deep process of integration of, of place and, and weather and people and culture. And so uh, we're going to be here for the next couple of years, at least. And yeah, that's where I'm calling from. Fantastic. Thank you. And um, tell a little bit about our audience. What is the you and your wife do? So that way they they're, they get they they start getting familiar with you, and then after that, follow a little bit with your story and your background and how you got there. Right. Well, me and my partner Elaine, who couldn't make it today, uh, we started um, connecting twenty years ago on Yahoo Chat, and fast forward fifteen years after that is is when we started to walk the medicine path and. I first started walking the medicine path and originally my partner was uh, not super in line with that and uh, uh, eventually found her way into the medicine as well. And I think that's when the the, the deeper union started happening between us and, and, our, and our soul alignment started arriving in terms of, of purpose. And it's along that that journey that we started to be really immersed in the medicine space and in the, the deep community that uh, we were starting to to uh, to be a part of in Vancouver and British Columbia. And um, that's when uh, we started to be deeply immersed, but also deeply aligned and connected around serving the space. And the reason why we got aligned that way is because we found that there was an integration and preparation that in, in, the, in the psychedelic space. And we figured that out by ourselves going to our own journeys and, and having those powerful experiences and then not feeling really well held before or after the experience, which led to a whole lot of different uh, challenges that we just weren't equipped to deal with. 
Um, and that's when Nectar was born. And, and, and ever since then, we've been working on that project. And essentially, it's just like a like, support ecosystem. And we're supporting uh, retreats and facilitators and clinics with integrating integration into their programming and having the right tools and technology and content uh, to really deliver those things and, and really fulfill the true potential of the psychedelic space. And I would truly believe that without those deep systems of support that the space itself is not going to fulfill its true potential. Um, and that's what we're working on every single day. And it's been a real soul mission level and uh, a deep uh, sacred service to uh, giving back to a community that's given us so much. So it's been a real joy. Yeah, that's incredible. So Nectar, tell us, like, how do you came out with the name? Well, that's an interesting story because uh, originally it, we were really stuck on the word Nectar, uh, which of course is around uh, the idea of divine essence. Um, and I just didn't think it was original enough because I was Googling Nectar and a lot of things were called Nectar. And uh, one day I was just sitting by myself and um, just thinking about the name. And that was after months and months of research. I felt like adding an A would be a good idea and it just sounded nice. And Elaine came back home and I said, hey, I found a name. It's Nectara. And it's when I Googled the word Ara that I, I realized that it means altar in Latin. And so Nectar means being at the altar of your divine essence, which I think is essentially what the medicine path for a lot of us is trying to teach us is coming back home. Uh, and so that's what Nectar means. Beautiful. What a powerful name. It's beautiful. I love it. So uh, Pascal, how do how you got involved with psychedelics? Well, I was supposed to go to a yoga retreat uh, somewhere in British Columbia on an island and I got off the ferry. And the owner of the retreat came to me and she sat next to me on a cliff and she looked at me and she said, Pascal, you're here to meet grandmother, aren't you? And I was like, what do you mean grandmother? I, and I don't know what you mean. And she's like, grandmother ayahuasca. And I had been sort of feeling into uh, plant medicines for a little while and kind of intuitively picked that retreat because I felt like they were working with, with medicine. Um, and so that night I sat in my first ceremony and of course, the first one is always very magical for a lot of people. And for me, it was no different. And uh, she took me through all the ecosystems and flew me through the planet and all the animals and rivers. And it was very kind of Pachamama experience mm -hmm. for me, very connecting. Mm -hmm. It's essentially exactly what I needed because I was feeling quite depressed and dark, uh, you know, from years of depression, essentially. And that experience reconnected me to uh, the power of the collective and unity and it's actually the morning after when I woke up and uh, I met the group after a full night of experiencing like no sleep, no rest. It was full on the whole night. And I looked in someone's eye and I, I felt that sense of shared humanity with that person for the very first time uh, with anyone where I really felt connected to other people and uh, the, the shared power that we have together to collaborate and create and, and, and connect really on a, on a deeper soul level. And, that's when I started to change my life's path completely is, is from that sense of shared humanity. And ever since then, it's been what's been inspiring me really is the power of what we can do together and what's possible as well. Wow, that was incredible. I hear a lot of people share their experiences with me and that I will say is probably one of the most serene, sweet and gentle description of sitting with ayahuasca <laughs> it was everything but it was gentle but also um you know like like you know so well it's the gentle strong medicine and uh, it did show me some things that i needed to see but 
uh, it's all for the betterment of, of myself and others. So um, I was very humbled by the whole experience. It was life-changing and um, I had transformed my family and my community as well. And wow. uh, it's just, it's just the ripple effects of that one experience. Um, you know, a lot of people share, like, oh, I wish everyone tried medicine. I, I'm not so attached wow. to the idea of the medicine itself, but more of that feeling of connection to the whole, I think is um, really speaking to the, um, you know, the illness of this connection we have in the world and how that's such a, a heartbeat or a pulse or a core uh, essence mm. of why the world can feel a little bit confusing out and out of alignment really is because we don't feel connected in all the different ways. And um, I hope that everyone can feel that someday. Yeah, it is. It is a very profound feeling. And thank you for sharing that with the audience, because I think that as the communities of working with plant medicine grows and they are different experiences that people are tapping into. Sometimes we could forget the bigger picture of the power of these medicines that is to bring that brings us into oneness. And I think that the ego is pretty afraid to tap into oneness because then that means that individuality is non-existent when you go into that place. So that's a beautiful reminder for the listeners that that's, that's another reason is to experience that oneness where we all come from, that eventually end up being, like you said, the center of the heart, the core, um, where the soul goes back when we, you know, go to the other side. So that was very, very well said. Um, so Pascal, Um, now share with us a little bit about your experience with integration for yourself. How did you go from like, okay, now I do ayahuasca. Now I have this incredible experience. And eventually along the way, you're like, wait, but I need to integrate my experience so that I can actually get to where I need to be. That is the, be the best version of yourself afterwards. And then from there, how do you put all the pieces together? Well, it, it did start, my journey with medicine started with the, the traditional, typical, um, you know, person finds medicine journey, which is I'm going to do as much medicine as I can, and I'm going to find every way possible to do medicine, you know, I'll, I'll try this, and I'll try that, and I'll do this, and like, obviously, more is better, of course, that's a part of our cultural uh, education, I think, also is around the idea of like, more is better, like bigger is better, and uh, this sort of colonialist kind of thinking around, um, you know, just taking and, and, and doing as much as you can um so i went through that that ringer uh, and i it was beautiful like that i don't want to discredit that journey at all because it did bring me to beautiful states and, and learned a lot and met beautiful teachers along the way and so i'm very grateful for that time and also i ended up um going into ceremony one night uh, uh in someone's basement it was still very underground and still is but it was very much like an underground experience with uh someone's house and Uh, the facilitator was someone that I, I love and trust. And so because of that, I was ready to, you know, really go deep that night. And uh, when the intention sharing 
uh, came, uh, you know, it was my turn and I was like, I want to meet the angels. I want to meet my spirit guides. I want to ascend to the, the stairway of heaven and I want to see the light. And I was ready. I was like, I, this is my time now tonight and I'm ready to go into that. And, and then, uh, you know, everyone shared an intention and then the, it got to the facilitator and, and she was sharing around kind of safety and all that stuff. And eventually she kind of looked at me and said, well, if, at some point, you know, everyone has to go through the, 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 the periods of darkness and, the, and a bit of the ringer before they can ascend to the light. And then she looked at me and I felt like I needed to jump out of the window and run away because I was like, I have not gone through the ringer. Like all my experiences have been light and beauty and but now I want more light and beauty. So I am ready to go higher. But uh, I really felt like <laughs> I hadn't been through the purgatory yet. And so I felt like tonight was going to be that night. And Wow. Little did I expect from uh, the medicine that I took, which was Ecuadorian medicine, and it had a beautiful kind of love message on it, like a little design on the bottle called love, and it, it looked really nice and very gentle. It was really powerful, the medicine, and I took too much, I think, because I was ready for the whole light and stuff, and it threw me into this state of complete bliss for like a few minutes, but then it was too much for my system to handle. And I started howling and I started to just like, just flip out essentially. And essentially what happened, long story short, my system shut down and I blanked out for the rest of the night, nothing happened. It was darkness and I woke up in the morning and that was it. And it took me a while to, at first I was disappointed because I wanted to get the unicorns and all those things, um, but I got darkness and it took me a while to, process this one. And, and the message I got was to sit down, slow down. You need to integrate because you got eight, nine, 10 ceremonies behind you. You have not integrated. You've just been adding on the insights in your journal and you just have not implemented these things. You need to sit down, relax and take a back seat for a while. And so I took two years off of medicine, moved to a place uh, in the mountains, essentially a small village called Caslow uh, in B British Columbia. And it was that combination of the message, but also being in nature next to mountains and being in a more rural, calmer area that really brought me into this idea that every day is a ceremony and really essentially slowed mm. down my nervous system. It slowed down my desire for chasing. It slowed down my desire to <clears throat> get higher and more and more. And it's, that's when I started to practice um, integration, really. Um, and I saw everyday moments as a way to integrate and, and integrate those insights that I had in my journal, essentially, and using everyday moments as a way to reflect on those things. And how can I bridge these ayahuasca journeys, these really, really powerful, high level celestial insights and bring them into my everyday life? Like, what does that look like? How can I do this on an everyday micro level. Uh, and I became really excited about that because first of all, it, it helped change my life essentially and, and it helped me really connect to myself and my community and my family and my friends and my purpose. And uh, it's been a really powerful philosophy for me to practice with. And ever since then, I've, I've slowed down medicine uh, a whole lot because I saw the benefits essentially of just really planning and really taking my time and really letting the medicine call me almost not feeling from the headspace that when is my next hit of insights, but rather more of a, an, an approach of looking back and calmly and in a grounded way, 
reflect on where I'm at and, and use ceremony and, and ritual and um, everyday moments like doing this podcast, for example, that's a piece of integration. Like, how am I sitting? Like, how am I speaking? How is my heart connecting with the space and myself? Like, those those uh, little moments that might seem mundane are all integration. Um, and so I don't need more medicine. There's a lot, to, a lot of things to integrate still that I haven't integrated because they're big ideas and they take a long time and they take a lot of support and energy and, and uh, uh, investment and commitment to, to really truly integrate. And if you don't integrate them, then you, you, you just kind of skip over the most important part. You're, you're missing out on, on the richness and the layers of integration, which can take you very, very deep. Um, and like uh, Alan Watts says, it's like you, you, you pick up the phone, you get the message. And at some point, you probably want to hang up at some point and you've got the message. And so now my approach is maybe once or twice a year, uh, just checking in. I think, you know, I still learn a lot from, from those things. And then come back and, and use everyday life as my integration uh, modality. Wow, that you throw so many pearls into this moment. It was incredible. And, and you know, something that came through as you were talking, which is really beautiful because it ties to the podcast that I recorded previously and previous to the last one, is I've been working with cycles. Uh, with the word cycles and what cycles mean in our life. And, and one of my best friends, she taught me how to work with the seasons. And, you know, it sounds to me that integration also goes through the seasons of, of, of life. That is like birth, um, growth, evolution, and death. Meaning like the completion of like something that you are giving by, you know, higher consciousness it could be a training it could be plant medicine it could be like a combination of things and then you receive the information and you are fascinated by it and then you need to like like chew it and then swallow it digest it process it so then it goes through like all your you know your cells so then it's kind of like integrated at a cellular level and then once is there is completed then you can like revert it back to then share with the world and it's like hey this is this is my knowledge this is what i learned this is how i practice this is how i do these things um so yeah i mean you you are on point and also you know right now with everything that people are doing for example ayahuasca is entering a, a place of extinction because it's being utilized so much, right? Like, if you think about it, we don't have enough ayahuasca to serve the planet. It just, the one-to-one -one ratio is not there because people are consuming it so fast that it's not giving the, 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 the wheat, the, the vine, enough time to grow. And I think that's a reflection of how we don't take the time to integrate a ceremony, like, you had like 10, 12 ceremonies, like that can take like for each ceremony is like a year, <laughs> you know, at yeah. least. Well, yeah, that's part of the culture, right? It's like important, rich things and beautiful things take time. You know, they take time to, to really ground in and to really flesh out and to really uh, explore all of the facets of things. And yet our culture really helps us, um, you know, chase things and, and make things quick. We need it now and we need it right away. And, and, and I think 
integration it really invites invites us into a, a different way of being on this planet and it's not about uh focusing so much on the doing but more on the being and not focusing so much on extraction or regeneration not so much focusing on speed but more quality like going deeper rather than wider and that's what the trap i fell in originally was trying to go really wide and i think that's part of the discovery journey uh but now i'm much more interested in going deep so when you speak about uh the season it reminds me of what my friend Gibran Rivera said about psychedelics and integration is that there's a, there's a nuance between states, you know, the states that the psychedelic brings us into and stages, you know, and the states come in during different stages of our life. Like maybe you just became a father or a mother, or maybe you moved somewhere else, or maybe you're really busy with work these days, or maybe you're feeling a bit depressed. Maybe someone in your family passed away. This, those can be stages. And so the way I approach my integration now is knowing that, you know, there's a lot to integrate and it feels a bit too much sometimes. And they're really big ideas that influence my stages is now that I, I know this better is I, I take a couple of themes and, and I have like seasons of integration. Like for, for me right now, it's body and sweetness. Like I'm working on my body to, to feel stronger and, and, and more connected. And then I'm working on sweetness to bring a bit more sweetness to my life. And so I practice those things every day, but with the awareness and the understanding and the really the, uh, the wisdom around it, that it doesn't happen overnight. And so incrementally I'm bringing these themes into my life and incrementally I'm moving through this new stage of my life. And that's the way I approach integration now. Wow. That is gold. That is gold. And I really hope that people that are listening understand what you're saying, because that is how massive change is accomplished, is one inch at a time. That's, that's all you need to do. And I love also how you were saying that right now you're working with your body and sweetness. And I think that it ties back into what you were saying in terms of like, instead of going wider, go deeper is, you know, people get to having tensions where it's like, what is your intention? Oh my God, you get like an essay of intention. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it doesn't allow for, for the conscious, for the unconscious mind to like, kind of like locked in, in, in one, you know, in like one target. Like I tell people, your intention is the key that unlocks your integration. That is like, to me, is, is, is so powerful because if my intention is to let go of doubt, then when I come out, my job is to take action, to be more assertive, to trust, to be in faith. So then I get to practice that every single day in my work, with my family, with myself, with everything, with the food that I eat, with the decisions that I make. And I think that that's the part that people kind of have a gap is understanding how can we integrate our ceremonies and make that integration into action. I think that that's the part that people don't understand much. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's it's very common indeed, and I think it, it reflects the nature of the medicine experience itself. It can feel very powerful. It can feel uh, kind of encoded in different languages, and it can feel sometimes like uh, it's part of a different 
reality than the one we live in, which is where I think the bridging of integration support really comes in around making sense of things uh, and, and finding the tools and the resources that really work for you specifically. Um, and I think that's where, I think for me, integration is really interesting and fascinating because there's no size fits all process or sets of modalities or insights that you know anyone can use. Um, and so I think the the curiosity and the playfulness around integration, I think, really comes in for for people to find the way that really works for them in terms of of the practices or the approaches or the communities that really connect with them and and really nourish them as well. Um, and so it, that that aspect of playfulness and creativity, I think, is is really what's inviting people to discover and explore and be open to what can help them integrate. Um, and I think. You know, one thing that I, I love doing for myself is I, I like applying strategy to my intent integration. I come from a background with design and strategy. And so I've helped, you know, clients they find out their own strategy for their businesses. And so I apply that same philosophy to my integration um, without like making it too um, rigid or too strategized. I like to at least lay a roadmap for myself for the next year, which I do once a year, like the 1st of January is my ceremony of integration planning for the, for the year. And I have a process that I apply for that. And, and one parts of the process for, for me is highlighting the main themes that I'm working on this, this year to help me narrow down, just like I was speaking around the, the stages earlier, to help me narrow down and to really, and the reason for the narrowing down is, how deep can you actually go with letting doubt go? Like you mentioned, you can apply that to the way you're eating, to your to your work, to your family. Like how often do people actually go really deep with a simple concept? Like let's say peace. It's not simple. It's a big concept. But how deep can you go with just peace over a lifetime? Like how layered can you go with the word peace? And and the, the curiosity and the creativity really allows people to like really get curious about what else does peace mean? Like, how can I bring peace to this? How can I bring peace to that? What can help me bring peace to myself and others? And um, my strategy process essentially like narrowed down those, those, uh, those, those pillars for myself for the year. And then the invitation for myself with this roadmap is to create it on the 1st of January and then let it go. I don't check again for the next year. And the reason for that is sort of like intention for a medicine experience. You kind of, you share it, you put it out in the world. And then when the ceremony starts, you let it go and you just let things come to you intuitively and you kind of flow through what needs to be shown. And that's my process for strategy for integration is, is doing that process. And that to me is countercultural because like we mentioned before around the culture is we have this hold around expectations or this hold around like overly planning things or overly kind of structuring things like our brains are sort of made to make sense between a and b and calculate everything we're not really good with squiggly lines or really good with spirals and curvy things but that's how integration can feel like it can feel like a huge massive puzzle of curves and twists and things that we can't always control um, and so for me this process of strategizing and letting go it feels really good to my nervous system because I live in a society just like all of us do for the most part that keeps calling me to structure and to rigidly kind of militaristically, militaristically kind of organize everything. But for me, I find that the integration process, I like to deal more of the curves and the flows and the kind of softer approaches to things, like more of the gentleness of integration. So I like to approach 
life as my integration modality because it it does bring me into a space of more curvatures because I can't predict what's going to happen in any moment, any day. And so I like to approach integration like that as a flow, as a as a more gentle uh, and creative and unexpected process uh, with a little bit of strategy to help guide it, to help, you know, kind of narrow it down a little bit more so that it's workable and that it, there's a tangible kind of approach to it rather than being all over the place. There's some some direction to it. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. I definitely took notes of what you said. And I, I, at the beginning of the year, I do, I work with the tarot and that was like the first medicine that I work with, uh, when I started my journey and every year at the beginning of the year, I do what I call a year overview, uh, reading that basically is for every month of the year plus um, the overall theme of the year. And I really like what you said. So I kind of gonna take what you said and I'm gonna integrate it to that. And then I'm gonna do it together and see how okay. that looks like. I'll let you know in a year. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, the, the, the tarot is a really powerful modality that I used to uh, logically kind of dismiss. And then my teacher said, well, Pascal, you can maybe look at it as like the tarot is like another way for the divine to come into your life. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. It's true. It's another way for the divine to language something. And ever since then, I, I found it to be a, a useful way to reflect on things. And I think that's part of the integration process that I really want to share with, with people as well is the the, the, the power of, of holistic modalities and surrounding yourself with like different ways to explore and, and refine your your integration process every single different person or event or modality or resource can help illuminate and reflect your experience in a, in a different way than you might have experienced it um, and for me one of the most powerful modalities maybe the most powerful modalities has been breath work because ultimately what i've learned over the last years of, of doing a lot more integration work was really the power and the importance of breath and how ultimately our, our breath is our connection to life and our connection to ourself and others and, and the divine as well. And so I've really uh, moved down into the body a lot more of my integration process because of that importance of the nervous system and the body and what's encoded inside the body and your muscles and your joints and in your heart and your stomach uh, and, and in your breath. Um, and so bringing it down to the body, I think, is a really good approach for, for a lot of people, really. Uh, it's one of the most important, I think, ways to integrate. Wow. Uh, what type of breath work do you do? I do. Uh, I did training with uh, Robin Clements. That he does uh, a modality called breath wave, and it's basically conscious connected breathing. Uh, it's a way to inhale and then connect with the exhale in, 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 a, in a connected way. And it's very gentle, but also very powerful. I've had more powerful experiences with breath work than I have with a lot of medicine experiences uh, in just an hour of, of breath work. And it's a very integrative medicine because it's, it brings you into a deep felt sense of the insights and a deep felt sense of how it changes your breath pattern and how that's connected to everything. And so I'm a huge fan of, of breath work as an integration modality. Wow. Thank you very much for that. So it's, Changing a little bit the gears, I, I was wondering, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about Nectara, and I was wondering for our listeners, for them to know, how will a client of yours will like 
find you and also work with you. Let's say I finish an ayahuasca ceremony and then I'm like, okay, now I want to integrate. And they kind of like find you. And then how will be the work with this person be? Like what what can they expect from you guys? Yeah, and I think the way we've built, we, we call it an ecosystem essentially. And the reason why it's an ecosystem because there's different facets of it that people can come into and, and integrate the experiences. And I like to think about it like a house. There's a candle inside the house and we're at the door and Nectar's at the door and be like, hey, come on in. These are all the things that we have to offer to you. Like look around and, and see you know, what, what fits your uh, situation and your own unique needs. And so essentially what we've developed is a, is a multifaceted system, ecosystem for people to step into and, and integrate to our guides during one-on-one sessions is a great way to have personalized support from people. And we have multiple different guides from around the world using different modalities and different approaches uh, and using different philosophies to help people integrate and we have different courses that people can take around breath work, there's yoga, there's meditations, there's a preparation course. And all of those are kind of like a buffet of different resources. And then we have a community spaces where people can join monthly events for integration, like breath work journeys, integration circles, meditations, yoga classes, things of that nature. And then we have community gatherings as well, because I, I think big part of the integration that often gets overlooked is the power of group and the power of shared humanity and the power of just sitting in circle with people and sharing your experience and being seen and heard without judgment. I think that's a huge, huge piece of integration is being with others and finding belonging in a group that, that connects with you on a, on a deep level. And I think that that goes a long way into addressing our societal disconnection with others and ourselves is being in a circle. And so we offer a lot of different types of circles for people to come in and, and feel that uh, hopefully and, um, and find safety in those groups as well. I think safety is a big part of that, that healing process. So yeah, and uh, as well for retreats, we have uh, integration and preparation retreat programs, which retreats can essentially plug into their retreat experience and immediately have a much higher level of support for people so that they can really prepare and have a safe and transformative experience of their retreat, but then also have the group support and the guided support after the retreat to really, really deeply make sense of their experience and, and bridge that into long lasting positive change. Fantastic. That is um, for those of you that are listening that believe that you need this. I highly encourage you to reach out to uh, Nick Tara. Where can people find you? Uh, Nectara.co is where, where we live online. Okay. And what about Instagram or social media? Uh, we are Nectara on Instagram is where we Perfect. live on the Instagrams. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. Th thank you so much, uh, Pascal, for being here today. There was so much information giving and in all honesty, um, I learned so much from just listening from you and I'm definitely going to adopt some of the things that you taught us today. I appreciate that. Before we end, what will be a gift, like something that you would like to give our listeners today for those that are listening today, tomorrow, later? Um, what, do, what do you would like to say to them for them to take home? That's a beautiful question. Aaron Rose Ward, who was one of our guides, uh, made a beautiful 
beautiful meditation for integration uh, the other day that we we're sharing with retreat partners. And at the end of the, the meditation, she said something that really struck my heart. And I want to share this with everyone. And it's a very simple reminder. And she said, may you always know how well you are held and loved. And that's a reminder I'd like to share to people today is may you always know how well you're held and loved. And I, that to me struck to me because we often don't spend a lot of time really feeling though that resource and really feeling like what is around us. And in some ways, it's a privilege to feel held and loved. And in what ways can we explore that for ourselves and find those places of light in our life that we can tap into wherever they may be and however close they may be, I think is a very powerful integration resource. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely will keep that in mind. Sometimes when we, you know, go into the hustle and bustle of the work and with everything that is happening right now in the world, I don't know if you know this, but um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have seven planets in retrograde. Um, so there is, you know, I think that all of us, the world itself and all the people that are in the world are going through a massive, massive ask of transformation and change. And of course, we all go through that process in a very independent way. But I think for those that go through the process in a way that it for them is extremely painful or or challenging to remember your words um you definitely can find some warmth in that so thank you for that thank you so much for being here today thank you for the work that you're doing we really really need people more like you bringing this work teaching this practice and not only teaching it, but also understanding it in a way that can be articulated to those that don't have that understanding of what it means and how it looks like and how to like evolve it into a reality. So as always, it's a pleasure. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And, 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 and I'd like to reflect that back on you and thank you as well. And, and, really inviting the, this idea that we're all doing this together. Like no, no person has all the answers and, and ultimately I think we're all channeling something greater than ourselves. So it's beautiful that we're all walking the journey together. Beautiful. And I also want to thank you all our listeners uh, for being with us today and, and joining us. Thank you so much for, for coming and visiting and spending uh, a few minutes with us today. As always, you're welcome to leave any comments. If you have any questions, you can find me at Shamanflora in Instagram, or you can also email me at info at Shamanflora. And if you want to find Nectara, you can go in Instagram and also um, on the web. Thank you so much. I will leave all the information um, in the description for you to find us and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine. 